Doctor, look. Stand aside, nurse. I'm Dr. Homebrew. What's happening, everybody? This is Dr. Homebrew, and I don't care. I don't care about anything today. It sucks. Everything sucks, and it's terrible. Don't hold back, uh, Jason. How do you really feel? Yeah, I I just told you, Brian. (laughs) Don't play your boomer mind games with me, Brian. I'm not not quite a boomer. I'm like one of those guys that's nothing. I'm kind of too young to be a boomer, but I'm too old to be, what is next, like a Gen Xer or something? I'm just in some no man's land of just nothing. I'm some guy. Well, I I mean, you're also not wrong, I guess. Anyway. JP's all bitter, like, I don't care. I'm just tired and angry. I don't want to be here. Did you lose your magic nose goblins? No. (laughs) What do you want, Bev? Fix Brian's camera. Uh Uh-oh, am I? uh, Pointing at his boobs. I probably bumped it. Oh. His his boobs are my boobs? His boobs. Oh, okay. Like that? That's good. There you go. I'm glad we didn't do this before the show. Mm. Sorry. Yeah. I don't care. Uh, This. Obviously you do. Episode of you know what? <laughs> this episode of Doctor Homebrew has been brought to you by Five Star. You can go to fivestarchemicals.com and learn all the different ways to care about your homebrew. Not like me, who doesn't care about his homebrew, um, but I still use PBW. Oddly enough, just for odd cleaning jobs around the house. So that stuff is powerful, good. good. Yeah, I love it. So thanks to the people at Five Star. Really appreciate it. We are, here's a heads up for Dr. Homebrew people. At some point this week, well, this isn't going to even be released until <laughs> for like another month, so maybe it doesn't matter. For those of you listening yeah, live. It doesn't matter anymore. Mm. Never mind. We're going to be doing some Bells giveaways. Let's just pretend that like we're, we have 100,000 live listeners. We're going to do a Bells giveaway. We're going to do four Bells giveaways. What? We're doing for, four Bells giveaways? Yeah, for doing uh, the more uh, Homebrew kits. And so people on social media can enter to win homebrew kits, and then uh, they're going to send the beers into us. So at some point between May and August, we're going to have specifically four beers from uh, the lovely people at Bells to sample. I, so I like what those be Bells good. guys are doing. They're doing some. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to be rad. Yeah, it'll be fun. What are you doing, Brian? I, well, this glass had a little dust in it, so I'm... I'm rinsing it out for my friend Don, who's in the studio with us here. Yeah, but you're pouring it back into the bottle? Yeah. From the glass? Well, usually, you know, we have, like, rinse buckets here and stuff. But Bevo's slacking tonight, so, uh, you know, but it's okay. I'm making do. I'm just... I mean, Brian, I'm not really one to talk, but you are a deeply (laughs) weird man. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't ask it. It it should be said I didn't ask her for anything. So, I, uh, yeah. No one ever does. And she delivers nothing. Look at that. Let me tell you. Perfectly rinsed glass with no more dust in it. Yeah, you did good, Brian. You did did good. Uh, Speaking of good, Brian, what do we got on the show today, bud? We have a Vienna lager and a Vienna lager. Oh, I love that. Vienna lagers, baby. I'm all about them. Yeah. They're good stuff. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I guess let's just get the first guy on the phone. I'm, I'm so Her future oh. out of it today. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. after all. 
All right, let's talk to what is it, Rich? Do I have Rich's Rich. information? We, yeah, we. He he's been a repeat offender. Yeah, I just don't have it in front of me. I need a, I need a producer. Um, all right. Here Let's we go. Here. So, why are you in such a negative mood tonight, JP? I'm tired, dude. I'm exhausted. I tried to take a 15-minute cat nap before driving out here. I'm just tired. I don't sleep well. I've been up at 4.30 every morning for, like, weeks, and I don't know why. My cat wakes me up in between the time I go to bed and the time I wake up, so I've just interrupted shitty sleep. Do you use melatonin? No. Okay. Get yourself some... But I use melanin. Is that the same thing? Melatonin. Get yourself a magnesium supplement. Magnesium? Yeah. The Western diet is is um, remarkably poor in uh, magnesium. And um, it's a, it's a mineral that's essential. It actually helps with your stress levels. And a little bit, supposedly... But it, it does, it, it can make a difference in, in some people's uh, sleep. Yeah. It can't hurt you. It's magnesium. And if you take too much, it's like a laxative, so you'll just poop. So Right. What's wrong? Nothing wrong with that. Well, there's different forms of it, too. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Bananas. Or is that potassium? Um, That's potassium. Oh. Yeah. How potassium. late are you drinking caffeine at night, Jason? I don't drink caffeine at night at all. Hmm. Like, I've never been a good sleeper, ever. Here, we're actually being, like, trying to be doctors, homebrew for once. And, uh, yeah, you're getting the kind of medical advice you'd expect uh, Brian and I to give you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've thought about the mel- melatonin. I honestly mm-hmm. confuse the melanin and melatonin in my head. Melatonin, yeah. It's something your body makes naturally when the when things start to get dark. And um, if your body just doesn't do it right, sometimes it helps you to... Put a little bit of that. You know, Mel- melanin is what makes melanin. your skin dark. Yeah, I know. That's why. Ah, it's, that's why it's funny to me. I don't want to like go into you know GNC and ask for melanin. Yeah, we're all pretty melanin <laughs> impoverished in this this room right now. Unfortunately, you guys are like, so, what yeah. the, f- the fuck you just asked me for, dude? <laughs> so the, the mag- I'm sorry, I don't know. I'm just trying to sleep. Magnesium glycinate is is the one that has less of a laxative kind of uh, effect. I got you. And it's I don't know whatever the, the stuff that they put in metamucil or whatever, but Philips milk uh, of magnesia. Yeah, or is it? Yeah, I don't know. I think I'm getting these stuff mixed up. See, well, this got, is why you, I'm not going to listen to you. It. The internet is your brain, and it will help you. You know what also helps know. is low-dose low uh, THC edibles, like five milligrams, just mm. the lowest possible dose. And you yeah. have that like half no. hour, hour before bad. Take a 10 milligram You're having a hard time going to sleep. sleep. Even that's too much. You, know, you don't need that much. Hippies. Split in half, and then you get just, twice yeah. your money. Yeah. Well, well, just because yeah. just my hair is getting longer doesn't mean I'm a hippie, okay? <laughs> Settle down over there. Brian wearing <laughs> the purple shirt today. <laughs> Rich, are you there? Hey, how you doing? What's going on, hey, dude? Rich. Oh, not much. Just kind of hanging out, waiting for you guys. How's it going? I don't care today, Rich. Don't get on my bad side. He doesn't care. Okay. Sorry, sorry yeah, I'm, man. I'm just kidding. All right. So you've been on before, and this Vienna Lager is what sort of a rebrew um, from the previous one that I believe was on my porch at like 96 degrees for even 20 minutes. But when I pulled the bottle out, I... I used one of those surface lasers, and the outside of the glass was 96 degrees, right? Right. That no. is, but it's actually the same batch. It's, same it's, batch. Um, I just, yeah, I, I didn't rebrew it. I sent you a, Perfect. Okay. Sent you a fresh, cool one. It was, okay. yeah. He sent us a fresh, cool one. This was like seven months ago or something, right? <laughs> yeah, something this like that. from October. Yeah, it was, it was actually, yeah, it was actually brewed last May. It was brewed last May. 
Correct. Yeah, it's a lager. It'll be okay. Yeah, sure. <laughs> There's water in that, Brian. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. This is extra water. And, this a, time. and actually, and actually, I'm 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 having one with you. I I, I didn't think go. I had any, but I I found one in a in a corner of the refrigerator, so I dusted it off. And so, uh, here we go. Okay. Perfect. Uh, all right, Brian Cooper, why don't you go ahead and start us off, bud? All right. So yeah, listen back to episode 155. This is probably going to be about you know the same as that, but uh, we'll see. Um, okay. Open the bottle. Got a, a little low hiss. Um, the it has a, uh, a pleasant, bready, toasty malt up front, with very low spicy herbal hop aroma. Uh, clean lager profile. No esters noted. No diacetyl or acetaldehyde detected. Um, I thought I might. I'm not getting it in this one. When I judged it before, um, and this was in January. It's now February something. Uh, I thought I got a faint papery, but I'm not really getting that in the nose here now. Appearance-wise, probably just because I knew it was old and I was putting that in my brain. Uh, older, sorry. Appearance uh, has a reddish, kind of grayish, ambery color with a low off-white head um, that stays up for a good long while. Uh, mostly finer bubbles. Flavor-wise, clean, uh, multi toasty notes up front. It finishes semi-dry, uh, just a bit minerally, perhaps, um, and um, low spicy floral hop and low bitterness. Um, I, I wasn't getting any papery or honey-like notes in there, so I figured, okay, my I was just off my rocker with uh, the thinking there was some oxidation in the nose. It's possible. Um, it does not taste oxidized at all. It actually still tastes very clean, and, and uh, you must have bottled these well because it's holding up quite nicely. Yeah. Um, medium bodied with a medium uh, level of carbonation and um, no warming, uh, there should, as there shouldn't be. <laughs> um, it's not very creamy, no stringency noted. Um, it is pretty smooth on the palate um, and not really biting, so the, the mouthfeel is pretty nice there. Um, a very nicely brewed Vienna lager, no major detectable flaws, and um, for a slightly better balance, I would say just, um, um, I was thinking almost just a bit more bitterness and less mineral. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Um, you, could, you want the, the finish to really pop on this and just kind of dry out on your tongue and leave you with a little flourish there. Um, uh, but alternately, you know, you could also go in a uh, different direction, give it a hint more sweetness, as it, um, you know, and kind of round it out that way. Um, I guess overall it just seemed a bit understated, maybe a little bit um, dulled as it ages, but it, it didn't seem didn't seem really watery or anything. It's got a, it's got a good amount of flavor to it there. It's just. Um, not quite as richly malty as I'd, I'd like, but it's still a really nice beer. These are all kind of fine points, and I actually gave it a 37, and I was not looking at my previous score sheet, but we just re-listened to that show on the way up here, my, uh, my buddy and I, and uh, lo and behold, I had given it a 37 back then, too, so I guess I'm <laughs> I'm good. I don't know. Or I'm consistent. So you're, just, uh, you're just looking for something a little bit more sexy, huh? I guess. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's a, little, it's little a really nice lager. Thirty-seven is a very good score from yeah. Yeah. Uh, for in a good I'll take, I'll take a competition yeah. for sure. All right, Brian Sharp. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, Rich, are, are you in? I think you've been on the show before. I think we've asked you, and I've of course forgotten because that's who I am. Are you uh, in a homebrew club? 
No, I'm not, Brian. So you're the lone brewer. All right, that's that's totally cool. That's right. We're we're your club yep. tonight. Uh, so uh, I largely echo everything that uh, Brian had said. Uh, I think the the aroma. Uh, I did get a slight papery. I may be a little more sensitive to oxidation in some respects. You know, uh, offline, Brian and I were having a discussion about that before the show. I tend to get it a lot more when it's the cardboard slash paper, uh, and I think uh, Cooper tends to get a little more when it's more like, like a honey type thing. But when it's first coming in, yeah, exactly. I, mean, I can get the papery when it's. Yeah, sometimes exactly. you get those, those dose kits, and the, the paper is just so heavy you can't taste anything else. But. Yeah, that's it's, right. that's too much when you get that that dose kit. Uh, I give it seven uh, for aroma, appearance three out of three. It's got a really big, really persistent head, uh, which is hard to do. So good job on that. Uh, got kind of a medium dark gold color, uh, very clear, well done. Uh, flavor, I really did get a lot of cardboard up front in this beer. I mean, it's one of those mm. things that you you take your first sip, and the cardboard, to me at least, is really apparent. Uh, malt is sorry. Yeah, maybe that's something that I'm getting as as a quote mineraliness that I'm like having trouble um, ascertaining exactly what I'm what I'm picking up there. I, I know what you're I know what you're talking about. For me, it's like this is going to sound ridiculous, but fresh cardboard. <laughs> Not like wet cardboard, no, but I like, what you're saying. like a exactly. clean or like if you take cardboard out of the fridge, if you have like a box in the fridge and you open that box and that like cold cardboard <laughs> smell, that's the flavor mm. that I get out of that. So oh, yeah. it is maybe a little tacky going, minerally. I for a dank cardboard. Yeah. Like you did, the, yeah. <laughs> the outside of an Eggo box. Yeah, something like Kinda. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. I, I think, Brian, for uh, next time anyone does like a BJCP class, we need to have like different kinds of cardboard, like mm-hmm. warm cardboard, cold cardboard, wet, dry, corrugated, non-corrugated, yeah, printed. like that thin, that thin shit. And we just kind of go back to being a kindergarten pre-K, and we just start gnawing yeah. on every bit of cardboard yeah. we get our hands I, on. I really prefer yeah. the Amazon box myself. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm, the best mm-hmm. cardboard. It's the prime don't example. Eat, just don't eat the smile. The smile doesn't taste real good. Uh, Never does. <laughs> so the, I do get you know the bready malt uh, character, uh, the bitterness that comes up almost to balance. You can tell this was probably a really, really good beer when it was really fresh. Right. Uh, it's well attenuated. Gave it 11 out of 20 for flavor. Uh, Mouthfeel, uh, you pretty much echo what Brian said. Gave it 5 out of 5. Uh, overall, gave this 6 out of 10. I think that age is really the problem here. Yeah. Uh, I suspect that if we had had, if we'd just come to your house uh, uninvited uh, and just sat down and started drinking your beer, yeah. uh, when this was like uh, three or four weeks old, we'd have been loving this and you wouldn't have been able to get us out of your home. Uh, well, absent calling the sheriff. Yeah, especially if it wasn't for that day that it was 98 degrees outside. The exactly. one day in the middle of mm. whenever the fall. Early winter, yeah, I think, is was, when it was. It was just randomly super hot. Yeah, when this, this was delivered, it was like so. third summer, like third scorcher of the. Yeah. yeah, but apparently it didn't even matter to Brian uh, Cooper. Yeah, same score. So there you go, Rich. How do you feel yeah. now? Well, and it was it wasn't actually um, uh, Brian Shar judging it with us the first time. It was our friend Beardy. Oh well, yeah, Warren was here. Oh yeah, yeah. Who cares though? Mm. Okay. But I gave this thirty-two uh, overall. Thought it was was a good beer, and I suspect this is one where if I had had this fresh, it'd probably be over forty. Yeah. No. I, and I judged it. Um, you know, the, the score sheet I was reading is from a month and a half ago, and I think as tasting yep. it now, I probably would be down a couple more points than I was at on this. I just read it down uh, what I wrote at that point, and I was like, oh, yeah. I kind of agree with some of this, and it's changing a little bit. 
and um, you know, yeah, it's a little more dulled, a little, you know, it's falling off the cliff a little bit, but it's not all the way off yeah. the cliff where you need to like dump it. It's it's still very nicely drinkable beer, and uh, share it with your friends and enjoy it, and brew another batch. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I, I personally um, I like it. it. It's not my favorite uh, Vienna Lager. I'd have to mirror what you're you're saying. I've had I've had better. Um, it scored pretty well in a local competition. It got 40, I think, and took first place. But, but for me, um, it wasn't my favorite. Um, the cardboardy, I guess I could uh, taste a hint of cardboard as, as well when I'm sitting here uh, drinking it, too. Um, but, yeah, so. Was yeah, yours bottled fair, at the same time? Fair feedback. Yeah, you found one that was bottled when you did all these? I did, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it's amazing that it's yeah. held up as well as it has over the last, you know, uh, almost since, a year. Yeah, <laughs> since last summer. So, uh, yeah. yeah, pretty good job there. But yeah, you really don't don't want to leave homebrew sitting around bottled for that long and expect it to do well in a comp. You want to yeah. bottle it fresh and yeah. cap on foam and send her on down the road. But, uh, yeah. yeah, no, well, thanks I for can, sharing I can, I can step up my game on this one. You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. Send us, a, send us a different beer sometime, and we'd love to have you back on again, too. Um, did yeah, we want to great? Do we want to briefly talk about anything recipe related? We did, we covered it before, but if you just do your malt bill for us at least. Yeah, so, um, I got 70% uh, Vienna malt, um, about 22% Pilsner, um, and then I've got four uh, percent dark munich and they're all wiremen mm-hmm. um and then um that was that's for the uh, the mash and then in the sparge i put a half a pound of uh or um yeah so two percent melanoidin malt and um one percent caratha three so okay. that was those were both in the sparge so there's a grain bill. Um, and then I think you used magnum yeah, hops for bitter, bittering, just kind of neutral magnum. Yeah, I used, I used magnum um, for the uh, yeah sixty minute boil, and then and then at five minutes I put in uh, half an ounce of saws. And so that's uh, that's that's my hop bill. I love it. Don't yeah, change a thing. I think it came uh, out really nicely. And did you yeah. use pellets or a whole whole hop uh, saws? I use pellets. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would too. Now, Me too. Yeah, it seems like a high percentage uh, of Pilsner malt compared to the you know the Vienna um, and some you know um, I'm trying to remember. Do you have Munich in there? Any Munich in there? Yeah, I've got I've got four um, percent dark okay. Munich. Just a little bit of the dark Munich. I mean, you can use a little bit of regular Munich in there too to to bring up the complexity a little bit. Oh yeah. And um, use more of a, a higher Vienna to Pilsner ratio, rather than what seventy two percent Pilsner and the rest of other malts. It's a it's a Vienna. You know, the, a, lot, a lot of them use a lot of Vienna malts. <laughs> So uh, you can do that, mm-hmm. or you can blend Pilsner with Munich. You can do different ways to to get that flavor. You, you know, you just want to be careful going too far towards the Oktoberfest kind of side of things, or the, um, the the Märzen side of things, getting too malty and rich. It has to be really quaffable, dry off in the finish, like this one kind of does, and uh, you know, leave you with some flavor in the, in there. And the sweetness comes from the malts, not from the you know residual gravity in the beer so much. Okay. 
So that's... Now you had mentioned um, mineral-y. Um, I used RO water, um, but I, I treated it with uh, two teaspoons of uh, calcium chloride. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. I didn't use, yeah. The water That's about all I put in there. Pretty clean. I think. I think really what I am getting is that that quote mineraliness is actually the oxidation. That the more I taste it, it's mm-hmm. a little, a little bit. Um, okay. Yeah, and as it warms up, it's a little maybe honey like too cold, now. So cold, yeah, a little, a little honey. I don't really get any minerality out of this. Usually, I'm pretty sensitive to that. Uh, you know, I, I can. There, there's beers you can tell, and they're like licking a rock because yeah. the water's been over adjusted. And I, this is not a rock licking beer. No. Okay. Yeah, I think it is. It is like a papery or or dry, yeah. dry is, cold is, cardboard. Is, uh, is rock licking ever in in uh, style in any of the? No, rock licking is always a flaw and it is never in style. Unless, <laughs> yeah. and if you're into that kind of thing, that's totally cool. But that's not. You probably shouldn't be drinking beer. You should probably just be out okay. licking rocks at that that point. If True. you're four and you're on the playground, it's perfectly okay, though. I think that's why pastry right. shouts were invented. You got to get your immune system yeah. built up somehow. <laughs> yeah. All right, Rich. Well, if that's it, man, we'll uh, we'll let you go. Okay. Thanks for uh, right, well, thanks. And, and yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah, I appreciate yeah, waiting okay. so long for the second show. <laughs> we kept pushing it off. Yeah, don't worry about it. But, thanks, Rich. Thank you. Okay. All right, later. Bye. It's cool. All right. Good stuff. It was nice of him to send that beer again. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, yeah, he, he had he had he had done pretty well in that competition. We we judged it. You know, uh, uh, Beardy judged it a little bit lower than me, I think, but it was, you know, in the in the same territory, and uh, but he had gotten like a forty at, at a local comp there, so um, just wanted to see if we could get it get it there. But I I don't think we got to it in time. Maybe if we yeah. gotten it really fresh, we could could have tasted it at its yeah. prime. But once it travels like that and lands on JP's doorstep, it's done for. That's true. You know, right. Bri- you know Brian from a style Shut step. up, Brian. Sorry. We're taking a break. Yes. Taking a break. I don't care today. He's I don't care. care. He doesn't I, care. I've heard, I've heard you don't get don't on my fucking right bad side. I don't mm-hmm. care today. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit and let you just play I'll, it out. We're going to we're gonna take break. a break and uh, we're going to come right back. Stay tuned, everybody. It's Dr. Homebrew. Now count backwards from 100. 99. 98. That's it. 97, 96, 95. Now back to Dr. Homebrew. That's right, everybody. Dr. Homebrew back at it with apparently another Vienna lager. I'm still counting backwards. The beer's so nice, we drank it twice from that's two different brewers. That's right. And we have Don in the studio. Don, how's it going, man? Going well. Perfect. Thanks for coming in and bringing the Vienna Lager, dude. Yeah, get it right up in your face, uncomfortably so, and I can probably also stand to turn you up a little bit. <laughs> it's like, put your lips on yeah, it. Don't even go. worry about coronavirus or anything. No, definitely, just, just go for it. Definitely don't yeah, do that. If you're going to die, you're going to die. Fuck it, man. You should have had that left like who cares more than anymore? five minutes ago. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's the theme of tonight. <laughs> who, who cares? Gives a shit anymore. Uh, Don, how you? How long you been homebrewing, homie? I started homebrewing in 96. 96, all right. That's yeah. pretty close to when I started, actually. Yeah, I actually got interested in it. Um, the first San Jose Beer Festival there you go. down there. Um, ran across one of the booths that was uh, one of the brew clubs down there. Yeah. They had some good information. I was got kind of interested in it. And then they told me about the local shop down there. I don't know if I can say that. Yeah, go ahead. Um, so it's uh, Beer and Winemakers of America, Richard. We'll just beep it out later. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> beep. 
Uh, yeah, good I'm guy. And, okay, uh, good. He gave me a lot of good information and got me started. And thank God my first batch was tasty because I mm. would have probably quit right then. Oh, there. yeah. Mine was <laughs> contaminated. It was terrible. The bottle gushers. It was awful. My first six beers were terrible. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So you, you definitely went in there. You know, no, my first was a pale ale, and it, it just was really good. So yeah. Yeah. I good. kept going, and I did uh, probably about I don't know, yeah. two years of uh, extract, and then I switched to all grain, and I never looked back. Okay. Um, no, no mini uh, mash? No. Flirted like, with a mini mash? Quickly yeah, okay. to all grain. Yeah, I did three of those, and I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore. I'm going all grain right now. <laughs> yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. Brian, did you have any questions for Don? Uh, as a matter of fact, Don, I was going to ask you, are you a member of a homebrew club? I am a member of homebrew club. What is this Mad homebrew club? Yes, the Mad Z's. We love the Mad Z's. I've never <laughs> heard of them before. <laughs> I believe that they are located perhaps in the southern portion of the East Bay, of I, the Bay Area. I haven't heard the that name portion. repeatedly over and over again every show. Forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't yeah. done. Mm-hmm. It's because I, I started the club, and I just, I'm just i so proud of my baby then and how it's I didn't grown. know you started it. Yeah, I absolutely. Started. That's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know that yeah. Don and I were yeah. at the very first meeting of the Mad Zimers in April. Well, I hope you were there. But, all right. wow. Well, then how did you know about <laughs> it? How did you know about it, Don? So the homebrew shop that was in Livermore, they, yep. they tried to start a homebrew Daniel? shop. Daniel? Yep, yeah, 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 yeah. I uh, tried to start a homebrew shop. Well, I mean, uh, uh, sorry, club. A little club. Um, kind of uh, wavered back and forth a bit. Nobody really wanted to take the reins and, and take over. Yeah, it sounds like a homebrew club, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Brian came along and... I decided, uh, yeah, I'll be the president, and and he just got it kicking. I can like also Brian. partially blame my friend Greg, um, and he was he was one of the ones there too. And he was like, oh, we got this little thing starting in Livermore, you know? Because I was like, I don't really want to travel over, you know. I like I like you know I went to competitions that the Barry Mashers put on. I knew yeah. about some of the other local clubs and does and stuff. I was like, I don't want to travel that far. It'd be nice to have something local. There's a lot, yeah, a lot of good Pleasanton brewers here. to Blivermore so far away. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, buddy, my buddy Al Branch was... No, I just meant like going to <laughs> Oakland or to going up over to... to Words of Wisdom in Los Altos. Yeah. I mean, we're awesome guys, but, you know... <laughs> yeah. well, drive an hour after tasting yeah. 20 homebrews like I do every time we record this show. Yeah. But, Tell me about it. Yeah. No. <laughs> Our judge of competition. Uh, is this your first being a logger? I would imagine not. No, yeah. no, no. I've brewed this for years, actually. Okay. Uh, got several awards for it third second and first and, okay yep um so you're just testing these guys palates really well, pretty much yeah Yeah. you don't want any <laughs> feedback you just want to fuck them up a little bit all right well brian Shar, you're up first man go for it all right uh don thanks for sharing this beer i really liked it uh i'm not just saying that because you're sitting right here and you're probably you couldn't get up you'd be within like a striking range <laughs> i'm not just saying that for that reason uh the aroma is uh, sort of low medium bready malty uh, definitely a malt-oriented aroma. I get kind of a low, spicy, earthy hop character. Uh, no esters, no off aromas. It smells really inviting. Gave this 10 out of 12 for aroma. Appearance, 3 out of 3. It's crystal clear. You could read through this beer. Uh, head is huge uh, and ivory. I, kind of what I... The, this pour we just got, it wasn't quite as huge as the one earlier before the show. But, I mean, I've been drinking out of this glass, so all the nasty saliva enzymes and stuff are breaking that beautiful head down but oh my god the before the show it was what i like to call heroic where you've got like an inch of beer and like the head is half to three quarters of an inch and it just doesn't settle mm-hmm. so that's it was really nice uh what you really want from a, a traditional german style lager like this ultimately 
Uh, color is amber, beautiful. Three out of three. Flavor, initially the flavor is also uh, sort of medium malty bready, but not overwhelmingly so. Uh, maybe I'd even maybe say a little on the low side, although this is a little bit warmer than the sample I had before, and my judgment of this is maybe it's a little more, little more bready malty than it, the previous sample had been. Uh, mid-palate, hot bitterness comes up to balance, maybe even a little bit more than balance, which is what the guidelines call for. Right. Uh, one of the things, I'm not going to belabor the point here, but if you pull up the style guidelines, they do a good job of sort of explaining the intersection between uh, this Vienna lager, Mertzen, uh Czech amber lager, some of the styles that kind of converge on some of the similar space for uh, malts and bitterness and, and hop character. Uh, and this should be a little more on the bitter side, and, and it is. Uh, there's spicy hop flavor at a low level. It's very well attenuated. Uh, finish is balanced and of medium length. Uh, extremely clean, 15 out of 20. Uh, Mouthfeel, 5 out of 5. It's creamy and soft. Body is medium. Uh, carbonation is medium. No warming or astringency. Uh, I, I really like this beer. I gave this a 9 for an overall impression and a 42 overall. Um I thought that it's you, you did a really good job on making this beer not too huge for style. Right? One you. of the one of the temptations for brewing anything for competition uh, or or for being judged is to try to make it big. And like I was kind of alluding to earlier, you make this beer too big, and suddenly it's a Mertzen, mm-hmm. or suddenly it's mm, a true. Czech amber, amber lager, or it's something. A stout. Uh, it's not a Vienna lager. A Vienna lager, it's like, kind of like, in some sense, making uh, uh, a light American lager. They're very different beers, but they're very much about uh, subtlety. Bev, can you shut that door, please? And I think that the... Uh, uh, <laughs> Dumbass, thank you. <laughs> Stop him. I, I think that, you know, JP, I, I think you're having a great, uh, fun evening. Shut up, can, Brian! Can we, I'm tired <laughs> of your bullshit! Can I go down to the liquor store at the break and bring you, like, a, a fifth of something? Or You uh, can go down there and you can stay <laughs> down there. <laughs> I, I set myself up for that, didn't yeah. I? Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to derail uh, you. I need a shot. You, you, I don't need uh, help to get derailed. True. Uh, so this is, it's very balanced, slightly toward bitterness, like the style calls for. Very clean. My comment from before that I'm not sure, I think I, now that it's warmer, my comment from before was maybe a touch more Vienna malt would be nice. But really, I, this is just a fantastic beer. You know, 42, This I can see why you've, you've placed in competition with this beer before. Uh, really well done. Thank, Thank you for you. sharing this. Thanks. All right. Brian Cooper. It's time. Well, don't do that yet because we don't know if Bev nope. has uh, selected that camera oh, or not. So you may have just moved the live I camera the live and camera. gave everybody fucking motion sickness. You <laughs> have one, you have one job to do, Brian, and that is stop. Don't touch it. Pointing at his boots again, though. You have one job to do. Hold on, everyone, shut up. Look at the face. Look at the face, JP. You have one job to do, and that's to judge beer. Don't touch the camera. I want to touch the camera. All right. Somebody right. needs to fix the camera because it's clearly pointing it's just, at his chest. See, this is, and, and now, 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 uh, everyone's gonna have it's to hear this, and it's really annoying radio. Does anyone okay. need is it, a hold hug on? Like in between hold shows? on. Is I it mean, fine? It's fine. Okay, Brian, please now continue. <laughs> Can we pause and start over? Here? No. <laughs> continue. Go ahead, please. Right. I have to play words with friends. I feel like we're annoying mm. my my friend from my club. He's gonna quit after this. After I'm after not in your club. Fourteen years mm. of being uh, my friend. 
Don over here. <laughs> we drove up together. I he need Don's to fine. Right back to no. this guy, and I don't want to listen to him complaining about how shitty these people I work with are. Well, then he shouldn't complain about it. <laughs> I never complain. See? <laughs> That's so we opened the beer. It had a had a really nice <laughs> it had a really nice hiss, uh, good fill level, um, everything good there. Uh, the aroma, medium pleasant uh, bread crust and light toasty uh, malt aromas up front. A light floral hop aroma in there behind the, all that. Uh, not too much of that. Uh, some light, I got some light apricot like fruitiness in there, which was kind of enjoyable just from the malts though, not like. Um, not like a ferment derived um, ester, but um, th- there's something just pleasant and warm in there and, and in the kind of fruity range, fruity malt range. Um, very cleanly lagered, no DMS or diacetyl, just nice and clean. Uh, appearance, it has an orangey deep amber color with a large creamy white head that just uh, stuck around uh, forever almost. Um, Report it and just kept, you know, kept rousing itself there. You can bring it back up, and it's uh, very finely formed, nice, fine bubbles. Um, perfect appearance for the style. Flavor-wise, I'm getting a bold uh, bread crust and mm. uh, some Munich-like toastiness. The malt comes out right up front, and uh, at first it, it seemed like bordering a little bit on uh, Meritzen territory, mm. but... Um, and also, in this case, when you're judging a flight of beers, that was the first beer I judged tonight. So it's the hardest beer to judge is always the first one in a flight. Well, or sometimes the last one. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was um, it seemed a little bigger at first than, than it is to me now. So um, it has a very, very slight kind of honey-like sweetness that uh, lingers in the aftertaste. But the finish is actually semi-dry. It dries out nicely. Um, and has a, a nice, you know, the balance is definitely to the malt as it should be. Um, the bitterness is, is fairly low and out of the way. It has, the hops are just kind of very low floral hop. Um, it, it doesn't seem spicy. It seems more on the floral side of things. Um, just a, you know, nice clean, like kind of German, like noble hop. It seems like I'm guessing ingredients. I shouldn't do that. <laughs> right. um, Mouthfeel-wise, medium-bodied plus, I would say. But again, maybe first beer sy- syndrome. It could. It, it's you know medium-bodied-ish or so. Uh, medium carbonation, soft enough on the palate, stays refreshing throughout. At the same time, um, it's not too big. It's not too intense. It's not. Uh, it's definitely not molasses. Um, Consistency-wise, it's it's just in the right place. Um, no obvious warmth, no astringency. Um, you know, just overall very smooth. Um, overall impression, I'd say it's a very very pleasant Vienna lager with a you know just about all the declared style characteristics that you want in this beer. Um, I think I'd like it better with just a very slightly lighter body. Perhaps drop back some of the um, the richest malts just a bit. If if there's Munich with Vienna in there you know, maybe bring up the, the Vienna a little more as Brian was saying and and um, you know drop the toast back just a little bit if um, it could be just a bit uh, uh, of a nicer balance and this is just a really fine uh, point you could also um, you know mash it even a bit lower and and you know get it even a little drier and then the maltiness you might not notice as much um, you know that is there but um, you know could there could be 
I don't know if, how, how old the beer is, but it seems like it was um, stored well and bottled well. I was getting a light little honey-like thing, but that was just a very fine point. It could be the start of some oxidation or something else, but very, but you know, overall it's a very pleasant beer, nice quaffable um, as it is, and I, I scored it a 39. So um, nice, yeah. And uh, also, likewise, not because he's my friend and he's sitting next to me here. But this is, yeah, right. I, I, I drink his Vienna all the time, and I, he has a reputation for being a good uh, Vienna brewer in our club. And I know how hard it is um, to make a good lager like this, so the, the talent does not go unappreciated. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, <clears throat> Don, what do you think? What do you think about all that feedback, all that lovely, nice feedback you got? It's wonderful. Do you have any questions about anything that the guy said? or? Um. Not particularly. Yeah. Can we can right. we talk about your your malt bill and your yeah uh, absolutely your yeast uh, your fermentation yeast. temperature yeah. water what you were wearing that day so well, your favorite cola yeah. says mm-hmm. I was wearing anything that day that's why Uh-oh. it tastes so good you know what I'm saying <laughs> so um, I don't know the percentages I'm gonna just kind of go by pounds or whatever you want so for it's a seven gallon batch size um it's four and a half uh pounds of pilsner malt turo uh vienna malt four and a half pounds munich malt four and a half pounds so 33 third third even split okay and then uh carafe special two uh 2.5 ounces in that so take off the third, and that, that's the, yes. the, the third. <laughs> 33, 33, 33. So the carafa is for head retention? Color. <laughs> Color? Okay. <laughs> yeah, because one time I forgot to put it in, I'm putting it in the uh, boil kettle, and I'm like, this is really kind of light. I'm not sure. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't drink when you make beer. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. That's not right. <laughs> No, you're right. You really shouldn't drink when you're brewing. It's a bad idea. One suggestion that came up the last time we were talking about this beer, uh, actually with Rich the previous time, was uh, you know sometimes you can, with, with the carafa, things like that, you can just drop them in your sparge instead of even putting it in your mash. Right. And um, you know it gives you that color, but it doesn't draw as much of the, the dark malt flavor out of it. Not, I mean, not that you have that much there. A couple ounces isn't going to hurt anybody, but... Um, you know, it's a good way, to, a good trick to get the color without as much of the flavor in there. Just kind of yeah. The other thing I do with the carafe is I use a coffee grinder mm-hmm. to just powder it, pulverize the just to beat the crap out of it, <laughs> and uh, and then just kind of sprinkle it over when I mash after I mashed in. Okay. And yeah. then kind of stir it in a bit. Yeah. I mean, it, that it the, works. The number, the, the the amount of color it gives, yeah. it, it 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 disperses pretty well. You're not yeah. trying to get gravity out of it. No, no, huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> So then um, the yeast is uh, 2124. Used to be WP 830. uh, But yeah, depending on what brewing store you go to, you have to kind of get whatever they got. Yeah. Okay. Um, The hops is Hollow Tower all the way. So 1.6 ounces at 60 minutes and then uh, 0.65 ounces at 10. Okay. Mm. So that's that's a fairly low alpha hop. So. That's interesting that you get, to me, what's kind of a, a high hot bitterness to balance using such a small amount of Hallertauer for seven gallons. Yeah. Hmm. That's true. It's really interesting. Explain yourself. Do you recall what the <laughs> alphas were on those Hallertowers? No. I, unfortunately, okay. I, I never got in the habit of writing that down. That's that's fine. I mean, Hallertau is going to be probably, probably 5% or less. Probably, yeah, threes or so, yeah. yeah. 
But that, that's really fascinating. You've got that much bitterness out of those hops. I didn't get a ton of bitterness. I think, I think that some of it is from some of what you're getting might be from the, the toastiness playing off the dryness well, of the beer being like hmm. not bitterness, but like uh, malt, not malt bitterness necessarily, but malt richness playing off the dryness. Yeah. And I guess, you know, in terms of, I mean, it's 2020, and we've all had our lupulin threshold shift you know, 15 <laughs> yeah. years ago. So uh, the idea that you can have, like, a lower-gravity beer like this that is still flavorful, and you can have enough bitterness to balance in the flavor mm-hmm. with, you know, a couple of ounces of Heller Tower, I mean, that's normal. But yeah. we've kind of gotten away from thinking that that is. Well, since the Brewing sure. Network is rich, we can pay to have uh, it sent out for B- IBU analysis. That's true. Let's do it right now. Well, I believe we, we're going to go get in the BN jet right now Beep and go boop. to Switzerland somewhere and yeah. get the, only this finest Swiss analysis of this. Beyond. It's true. Well, it would have a lot of holes Bear. in it. Yeah, so, um, so what temperature did you ferment at, uh, Don? Fermentation. Um, do you remember? Yeah, 50. Generally. Just keep it steady at 50. 50. For and how long? No ramps or anything. I'm not a very patient person. It's about a week and a half, two well, weeks. That's, that's fine. It's curious. And uh, then just bump it up. So you have up. it in a fridge or something. You it's control a converted your freezer. Okay. Yeah. And then ramp to nice. 68 or something. Or uh, where do you go with diastolaris? Yeah, 55, 58, okay. yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah. 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 Diastolaris for lagers doesn't need to be in the 60s. Yeah. That's the classic sure. advice is, okay, do a diastolaris at 68 for two days. And da, 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 da. But, uh, yeah, you can, with a lager, you don't need to go all the way up that high. Yeah, I, I agree. Plus, it takes longer to ramp back down if you go, if you go slow. <laughs> Truth. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. All right. And, uh, yep. Water-wise, just a little uh, more water. I filter, filter. Uh, carbon and, and, and uh, fine particle filter everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, I mean, it's not really going to take all the, the good stuff out of the water, right? No, very um, good. Yeah, pretty much. Don't do a lot with water. I neither do I. I. Check the pH. You know, Hardly you know, touch the stuff. Make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't. Uh, I can't the tell the minerals. That joke. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, the only thing I check is pH and make sure that's sort of in the the range that I want it. Yeah. Cool. So. I love it. Well done, man. Yeah. Whatever, what what you. you're doing is done, working. Thanks, dude. Thanks. All right, we're gonna take a very quick break, and then we're gonna come right back, and we're gonna wrap up the show. Hang on, it's Dr. Homer. Hello, fellow BNers. This is Sully from the 21st Amendment Brewery located in San Francisco, just two blocks from Giants Park. Before Nico and I opened the 21A and before I was a professional brewer, I homebrewed on my small four-burner apartment stove in a back house in Santa Monica, California, making my extract brews before graduating to the daunting idea of all-grain brewing. Homebrew books and information was hard to come by back then. The internet hadn't been invented yet, along with other things we take for granted today, like electricity and potable water. One thing I wish I had back then when I was learning was a radio show that could teach me the ins and outs of brewing and answer questions that I had about homebrewing, a resource for making great craft beer. The 21st Amendment Brewery is excited to be a proud sponsor of Dr. Homebrew, a great show that teaches you what you need to know about making incredible beer. Good stuff. Listen up. You might learn something. I certainly did. And thanks for your support. Tasty Crack Games. 
The leader in affordable, high-quality kegerators is here. Introducing Comos, the kegerator designed with serious beer drinkers in mind. It features an all-stainless steel draft tower, a major upgrade over traditional chrome-plated brass towers, and Comos keeps your new tower cold with their air-cooled tower fan, wrapping your beer lines in frigid coolness. Your beer is poured from innovative forward-sealing faucets that don't leak, so they stay cleaner for longer. Dual gas inlets on the rear of the fridge allow you to run both CO2 and nitrogen gas. Serve your beer with CO2, serve your kegged wine, or even cocktails with nitrogen. The digital temperature display has the largest range available, allowing you to use the Comos Kegerator for fermentation if you need to. And now Comos Kegerators ship with duo-tight draft fittings for that click-to-connect assembly we've all dreamed of. Buy direct from ComosDraft.com and receive free shipping on your order. That's K-O-M-O-S-Draft.com. If you want to learn how to make Vienna lagers that are, you know, above 30, which is hard to do, this is the show for you. Right, Brian? For sure. And if you want to send beer to me, email brian at thebrewingnetwork.com. That's Brian with an I. And everybody should know how to spell the Brewing Network by now. And send us your beer. We'd love to taste it, and we'd love to help you out with it. If you have a problematic beer, you know, something that's driving you nuts, all my beers taste like this, or my friend says... You can taste this in it, but I don't, or whatever it is. Anything we'll like that. will help you sell that score, man. For sure. And mainly because uh, I know from emails past, a lot of people are nervous about sending bad beer. They want, they go, oh, I don't have anything good yet. I don't want, we don't want good beer. We want bad beer to help you make it into good beer, if that most, makes sense. Yeah, they're the most interesting ones to discuss. And I, I love, we love getting the good beers too, but yeah. we don't want the show to be something where everybody, like somebody tries to crack that 45 threshold or something. Like, I mean, look, like, that'd be nice, but. You know, they probably <laughs> have already i don't keep track of the scores but yep we just try yeah. to be fair and and judge what we get and and we appreciate it we're, we're never going to beat you up unnecessarily that's unless, true unless you're done you know a solid a solid 15 years ago one of the first comps i ever judged one of the beers tasted like rosemary and dirt uh, <laughs> and you know, it's, it's been like, a, like an herb uh, see that's that's good comedy. So you, you, sh- you should have a podcast, man. Uh, and it was interesting, like you're saying, it's it's interesting to try to figure out how it gets the taste la- that way because they're not any of the standard uh, descriptors that you hear or see in the guidelines or anything. It's like how does it get to be like that? That's that's half the fun of doing this. I'm pouring a beer right now. And I want you guys real fast because we're almost out of time. I mean, we basically are out of time. <laughs> yeah. Tell me your thoughts on this beer. Wow, the aroma Holy is so. The aroma smells like uh, brew day. It's very. It smells very like wort. worty aroma. It smells like I'm walking by a brewery. Fresh wort. And it's, it's very nice, uh, but it's also not what I expect from a finished beer. This is a black ale. Mm. From uh, whom are you, you going to say? I'll or, say it later. Okay. I'll say it later. I saw the can. No. <laughs> no. It's, it, the flavor. I mean, it's it's not. Bad. Do you want to try this? The flavor is warty and kind of one-dimensional. Yeah, like like the aroma, and there's just not. Is this like one of those Malta beverages that's not supposed to be alcoholic? That is like a like a a, like a thing. Or am I am I wrong? 
Um, I don't know what that means. A Malta okay. beverage? I've heard of this stuff called Malta that's like popular in Latin America. That's like a beer, but it's not fermented. Do me a favor, Brian. Yeah, shut the... Thank you. Kid, <laughs> <laughs> just took 12 hours to I close the door. It does taste like unfermented wort and kind it of... It smells and tastes like that, yeah. Yeah, watery, but but wordy, yeah. No off flavors, no off aromas. Yeah. It's a lot of flavor yeah. and aroma to it. Yeah, it's just not the right one. I'd like to ferment right. this and turn it into beer. It's uh, yes. it's non-alcoholic beer from Hairless Dog. It's a black ale, um, non-alcoholic craft. I picked it up. I thought, why not? Let's try it. Let's try some Interesting. of it. Interesting, yeah. And the, the first time I had it, I was like, wow, that aroma's cool because it's kind of chocolatey and wordy, and it does yeah. smell like boiling wort when you just, like, just add the hops. So it's sort of that earthy kind of thing. But that flavor, I can't like. I can't do it. It's it's Mm-mm. it's um, yeah. like harsher, earthy. Like from what I've read, Pride of Ringwood used to be like yeah. that. That kind of like really like um, stemmy, biny kind of like quality. Like I never, I never tasted that hop that I yeah. know of. But yeah, Zymergy in like 1994, 1993 was all about. Oh God, Pride of Ringwood. Be careful with this hop. Yeah. Uh, and it was supposed to be pretty nasty if you didn't know what to do with it. It tastes like work. It tastes like it, um, it tastes like a hydrometer sample, a carbonated yes, hydrometer exactly, sample. Right. Yeah. Yep. Somebody yeah. probably had to pressure cook the hell out of this or do something to get keep the keep it from fermenting. But they might have just or brought it up. They might have just mixed it with like a seltzery thing and brought it up Maybe. to like a, a finishing gravity that a beer would have, like a ten thirteen well, that's true. or something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they put lots of yeast. flavor in there. So, like, <laughs> yeah. for a non-alcoholic beer, this has a lot of flavor. Agreed. That, yeah, that's something you can say. Like most non-alcoholic beers, something you can taste say. Like water. <laughs> so, I I definitely applaud them for trying to make not just a light beer that's not like you know non-alcoholic Heineken or lagers, right? Yeah. This is actually a beer with some flavor. Um, but I just the flavors were weird. They're the hard for me to like get around. Now, I, if I, I didn't, if I uh-huh. if I couldn't drink alcohol anymore and I still wanted to live, I would drink this. You could mix it with O'Doul's. Do we have O'Doul's here? Oh, yeah. Let me pull some O'Doul's out. What? Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) O'Doul's. I mean, don't make me reach over there and slap you. (laughs) O'Doul's. All right. Well, that's all I wanted to get to. I just wanted you guys to try some of this stuff. Uh, I have another can, but I'll save it for the next show. Interesting. Yeah. It's interesting, right? It's not... It's not unflavorful. It's not unflavorful. You can definitely say that. So if you're, uh, it, look, if you're looking to kick back a beer after you're like fifth and don't want a giant hangover, maybe you you pick up some of this kind of a thing, right? Is, is this from Hera the Dog Brewing? Maybe they call it no. Hairless Dog because nope. there's no alcohol in it? Nope. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. Thanks a lot for tuning in. This has been Dr. Homebrew. You've been great. I'm out of here.